frame up your camera so you get a part shoulder, part waist, good headshot. Make sure you are engaged because the floating head is the most boring thing to watch. People will turn you out, they'll go to your iPhones, they'll do whatever else. You're listening to Rich the Trigger Von Traeger, who overcame a huge stuttering problem to establish a 30-year career as a broadcasting professional. As it turns out, talking to a camera and microphone rather than a live audience is all the rage these days. And Trigger has a wealth of advice from his years in broadcasting to make the most of it. And you're about to hear some of his best tips right now, because Trigger is today's guest on Solopreneur Success. Welcome to the Solopreneur Success Podcast, where successful business owners gather to share true stories and sound advice to help you start and grow your own solopreneur business. Come soar with us and design the life you love. Now, here's your host, Steve Combs. Hello, solopreneurs. Today, I am joined by Rich Trigger Bontrager, who has been rocking the stage for a long time. He's a speaking veteran with 30 years on the stage in radio broadcasting, and for the past few years, rocking the virtual stage. And that's what we're going to talk about today, because obviously, with the advent of COVID-19, that has become far more important than it ever has been in the past. It's been important, but now we're going to really dive into this topic in a big way because Trigger has, as he calls himself, and as his friends and associates call him, Trigger has a lot of valuable information that we're going to get into today. I'm just going to drill him with some questions and see if I can learn something as well. I appreciate you being here today, Trigger. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me on, Steve. Looking forward to it, man. Yeah, so I always like to ask my guests this in the beginning of a conversation is what led you down the path to speaking or what you're doing now? And of course, your, your case, you do public speaking and the virtual stage is your realm today. How did you get where you are? Well, first of all, I've been a broadcaster for almost 30 years, like you said in the introduction, by the way. Great job on that. But I've also been a pastor, public speaker, a leader. Uh, so I, I've always had a microphone in front of me. Now, the funny thing about all this is, is this is also National Stutter Awareness Week that we're doing this on. I also have a horrible stutter. So I was told growing up, you would never be a broadcaster. You'll never be a public speaker. And even my college professors laugh now. So part of it was I wanted to prove people wrong. Part of it early was I can do this. I love sports. I want to be behind the mic. I love Johnny Carson. Yes, that does date me, folks. But I love the idea of having the fun, the media. So some of this was about I want to overcome this, defy the odds, which is one of my talks. I want to defy the odds, prove people that you can overcome it. I've learned a lot of tips and tricks. And then as I got into more of the broadcasting, the broadcasting skills I have now helped me with the virtual stage. Because the virtual stage relies heavy on broadcasting techniques, and that's what people are trying to figure out right now. Yeah, so that's really cool. I mean, you've done a lot of different variety of jobs. I'm going to come back to something you just said there about how the broadcasting translates into the virtual stage. But before I get there, I kind of want to talk a little bit about now the broadcasting itself. What kind of broadcasting have you done? I think a lot of people just have this mysterious air about them. Like, how do you get into broadcasting anyways? How did that come uh, about? Sports broadcasting. Actually, I grew up in Indiana. So that's the era of Harry Carey, of Cubs baseball. And I would literally listen to bed underneath my sheets. My parents would say, go to bed. And I would listen <laughs> to Harry Carey and Cubs baseball. So I fell in love with that. St. Louis Cardinals, Vin Scully. I got to hear from some of the best. So they could paint a picture. They could have great time behind the microphone. And I fell in love with sports. And so I wanted to do that. And so that was part of it. And as a kid, I would pretend to be a radio guy. 
And eventually I went to broadcast school, got into it, fell in love with it, and got my first job spinning the record. Yes, we did spin real records back then. And eventually I got to sports where I wanted to be. And I've had a great career for almost 25, 30 years now, uh, play-by-play and seeing some great athletes. That's fantastic. Pretty exciting, too, because you get to see some of your sports heroes that way, maybe in the booth or talk to them uh, live in person or across telephone. How does the, the broadcasting side of things relate to what we're doing today? Obviously, we're doing this call on Zoom and people are using Zoom or they're using Skype or now they have the new Google meeting or something like that. It just started. How does that translate? How similar is that and what's the differences? What are the differences? Well, one of the biggest similarities is now people are figuring out technology. You have to pick up the phone, go do a marketing meeting, hand out your business card and do all that face-to-face stuff. With COVID and everything else now, podcasters are ahead of the game right now. So they were getting behind the microphone and just streaming it. Now the video side has come into it. So now the TV side has come into this and we're all in these little boxes. And people are either afraid of technology, they love technology. So a lot of these skills directly translate over. It is back to the days of Johnny Carson. We all now have a microphone in front of us. We have to figure out how to get close, how to get back from it, how to utilize it, how to stay framed up on the camera, how to have good lighting, and the list goes on and on. So from the broadcasting side, and I tell people that are stepping up on the stage now virtually, study broadcasters. If you know a local broadcaster on TV, radio, take them out for coffee, ask them questions. What's it like to be in a room by yourself? I spent years in a broadcast booth by myself, Steve, and you have to make it interesting and fun and entertaining. And nobody is there at 2 a.m. Now on the virtual stage, people are in their living room, they're in their bedrooms or in their offices standing alone saying, how do I make this fun? And it's not normal. Yeah. So how do you make it fun? What are some of the tips that you say like, okay, you're presenting this kind of dry topic. We're talking business in a sense here because we're talking to solopreneurs, right? And business, some people think, oh, business is dry. I, I have a blast in business myself. And I hope if you're listening to this, you're having a blast in business and that's why you're doing it because it's fun. And it can be fun, but you know, there's the nitty gritty that some people say, well, I don't really have time for this, or I don't really want to dive into all this technology, and it's so hard. How can you make it easy? Well, the first step is stand up. Literally, get out of your chair and stand up. Presenters are trying to do the sit at the desk. They're trying to engage their board meetings. There are a lot of business people doing these virtual meetings now. They're doing virtual training and coaching, and executives are sitting there like they're in the corporate boardroom, but they're reaching across the globe. You have to pull out your chair, you have to stand up, and you have to bring the energy as if you're having a full demonstration. It will keep people engaged. It will add to humor and have the body movements. All the things that we see on the live stage, you don't have to bring into your conference rooms. But if you click on that camera, sitting there as the talking head, I tell people it's kind of this floating talking head, frame up your camera so you get a part shoulder, part waist, good headshot. Make sure you are engaged because the floating head is the most boring thing to watch. People will turn you out, they'll go to your iPhones, they'll do whatever else, and you've lost your audience. So that's one of the biggest thing is, and as you just said, you got to have fun. Humor and entertainment are now a part of everyone's life and everyone's business. If you're going to just do the executive board meeting, if you're going to do a slide after slide after slide and do the IBM technology of click, read, click, read, they're checking out. You have to have humor. You have to joke. You have to bring life into this. So you have to learn how to entertain and inform at a whole different way now. And those are different skills that most executives have never learned. Right. And something else to think about is 
when you're speaking to someone virtually, especially if you are like right now, we're speaking face to face virtually, we can see each other on the camera, even though only the audio is being heard by our audience right now. Here's the thing. You don't have a stage with a whole audience in front of you that you can react and interact with and and kind of get verbal cues and visual cues back. You're going to have to think ahead. When we're doing a podcast like this, we have to say, what is it they're going to be interested in? What is the listener going to resonate with? What's going to keep them from tuning out, clicking the next podcast, going to the next webinar, saying, forget, I'll never go to this guy's show again because this is boring. That's fantastic. But, but hang on for a second, Steve, because those are broadcasting techniques. Those yeah. are commercial. We're all used to watching TV and news. In 30, 60 seconds, they capture our imagination. You can sell something in 60 seconds, and you will go, and you will click, and you will buy it because it's entertaining. There's a hook. You need to learn how to do hooks. You need to get on, drop a tease, make it exciting, and say, now I'm going to tell you three exciting things to change your career. But you have to hook them to make them stay with you. So what you're saying is exactly right. If we don't learn these TV techniques, these PR techniques, you're not going to get the audience to stay with your podcast, stay with your show. So these are tips and tricks you have to learn. And again, it has to be lively. You cannot come on and be that monotone, dry voice and try to do a hook. They're gone. 30 seconds or less. They have decided they're with you or not with you. So it's a whole new rapid fire. Keep it pumped up. I tell people, jack it up to 11 and make it fun and exciting for people. Otherwise, yeah, they're gone. Yeah. So now you're talking about the beginning of the show. What about mid-show? Because you can kind of like peter out and that energy level can fade and, and you're, you're putting people to sleep in their seat where they're listening or driving down the road. Uh, don't put somebody to sleep with your podcast, please. And if I do that, I apologize. <laughs> I don't think I do. But if I do, you write into me and say, Steve, you know, get a grip, buddy. So how often do you use hooks? Is that something you would say, this is really just at the beginning of your whole segment? Is this something you incorporate to introduce each new section of your talk? How do you consider that? That's really a great question because as a storyteller, you have to learn how to do, I actually call them cliffhangers. So think back to who shot JR. Think about whatever TV show, whatever movie, you get to that tense point commercial break. And you're like, okay, I have a few moments to get up, run back, but I want to see what happened next. In your talks, you have to do cliffhangers. You have to leave them with something, dangle a carrot, and they're like, what did he just say? I have to hear more about that. And you don't always give it right away. Sometimes you weave another story in between. Sometimes you jump to another stat, and you come back, and they're waiting for it, like chomping at the bit. Tell me that nugget that you just hung out there, and people will stay with you. And the best thing to do at the end of the show is leave a cliffhanger to make them come back for the next show. To come back for the deal, the offer you're doing, whatever it is, drop something at the end and they go, I have got to learn more about this dude. <laughs> yeah. And that brings to mind a couple of things too, because you're talking about opening a loop, as we call it in speaking world sometimes. You know, you open the loop and of course you want to close that loop at the end, but sometimes closing the loop might be buy this product or get on this offer I'm making at the end here. You're giving them value, but at the same time, if they want more of that value, you've just teased how much more they can have. Yeah. And the only way to satisfy that, the curiosity, the longing, the desire you've instilled in them with the open loop is by making that purchase. That's very powerful as a technique, whether you're writing copy or you're speaking from the stage, selling from the stage, doing a podcast, you want to keep them alive and on, on your podcast right. to the end of the right. show. That works. So, okay, let me put you on the spot then, Rich. You have this great idea about hooks. Give us a hook that would say, this is something you want to hear, you know, Stick around this podcast. Don't hang up. Don't hit the off button. 
you're driving home and you just pulled in the driveway, you're going to want to sit there in your car because you don't want to miss this. What's the trigger? The trigger? Yeah, your trigger. <laughs> What's the hook that will keep you waiting and listening? And you've got to hear this. Where are you going to share at the end of this talk today that will keep somebody listening to the end? Well, stick around for the very end because I have a brand new ebook that just literally just came out. It's How to Rock the Virtual Stage. So it's all the things we're talking about, but it's enhanced. This has direct links, hyperlinks. It will take you to more answers. And the cool thing is about this, it's just edition number one. This thing is growing and growing. So I had to stop myself, put a pause, publicize this, and there's even more coming out. So if you want this at the end of the show, if you want to learn more about How to Rock the Stage, Stick around. I will have a way for you to get a hold of that directly. That's awesome. Let's talk about that stage, too. When it comes to creating a stage, or we think of studios, so that's got to be really expensive. I don't think I have the money to invest in all that. That's not really the case, though. You don't have to spend a fortune. So what does it actually take to, to build a, a reasonable presence in the virtual stage? Well, stick around for the end of my book, and you get the answer. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, now, you're, now you're just being evil. Come on now. <laughs> that's the hook right there. Really, it's not that expensive, Steve. Most people have a laptop. Most people have a phone. We have the video capability, which we've never had before. People are making movies on their phones now, and they look really great. In fact, award shows are now award. They are giving awards out for videotaped films done on handheld devices. That's revolutionary. So we have the technology in front of us. You need to find a way to get a light. Now, I've got a big ring light. It isn't a guide. It will tell you how to get a hold of one. But you need something that's going to light your face and light the room around you. You do not want those half shadows, those shadows from the below the chin. You want to light your face up so people can see you smiling, see your eyes. And those are not that expensive. People think, wow, this is really big. Also, I've seen people boost up their camera. So again, you can stand up. Most people sit at their table. They work on their laptop all day long. I've seen people with boxes and crates to jack up their cameras, jack up their laptops. No one's ever going to see that on camera, folks. No one needs to know that you went to Walmart and bought a crate for 15 bucks and you jacked up your laptop because it looks like a studio. The green screen, the blue screen is an easy thing to do. Literally, you can go to Walmart, get a green screen or a blue fabric. There's a certain density you want to get, but it's really not expensive. Mine is literally tacked on my wall. I don't even have a stand for it right now. I've literally thumbtacked it in. So when I go live and virtual, my background is always there with my logo. You can create all that through Canva and Canva's free. So really overall, this is not expensive. Technology is not your enemy anymore, Steve. Technology is actually your friend. You just have to learn how to utilize it. Yeah, I totally agree. I've got a couple, uh, I've got like a desk lamp on one side of me. I have those pole lamps on the other side and I've got some HD bulbs inside those that cost me like five bucks or something. And I've yeah. got a little ring lamp right behind my laptop. That's plenty of lighting. And I think I've spent maybe $40 on the whole lighting setup that I have here. And it's very adequate. And personally invested maybe 50 bucks. Actually, I stole it from my son. He invested about 50 bucks in his microphone in Arma Youth. And uh, I stole it from him like last year when I started this podcast. But hey, this works just fine without spending a fortune. I've got a pretty decent microphone for the price, I'd say. And a yeah. Logitech uh, can. Now, they, they cost a little bit more today. Thanks to everybody buying them out since uh, COVID. Everybody's working from home. But you get one of those, still probably about 150 200 bucks. It was 70 <laughs> But, you know, supply and demand. That's the way business is. If you guys don't know that, you know, find something that's in, in demand and sell it. That's what people are doing. And so, like, when it comes to lighting, you want to have a free light source? 
That works really well. Open up your window. Natural light is one of the best ways to shoot yourself a camera. So if you don't want to spend the money, literally turn your chair, face the window, open it up, and shoot in front of natural light. It's free. There are so many get-arounds that people are not thinking of right now. And like you said, the microphone plugs right USB right into my own laptop. It's really easy. It automatically grabs it and syncs it. So you don't have to be a techie to pull off what we're doing. Exactly. And you can do this. So this, this is just really basic stuff. I'm sure you're going to find out about that in much more detail in Trigger's book. But I just want to kind of address that because a lot of people just have this idea like, I'm doing this really low quality thing and it's not worth sharing with the world. But you know what's really important is, yes, we want to have clarity and what we share both on sound and on video of you know, your picture quality if you're doing video. But that's not rocket science. What really matters, however, is your content. What are you actually delivering to your audience? Mm-hmm. Do you have something of value? If you have something that they really want to have, you could have the worst setup on earth. As long as they can make out what you're saying and get your message somewhat reasonably across, you don't have to say, oh, I have to have a million dollar setup. You just need to get the message across. So what's yeah. your message? What are you doing? So obviously we're in the midst of COVID-19. This is top of everybody's mind right now. And this is exactly why we're going to, and by the way, I have a little hook of my own for you. If you're liking what you're hearing today, you're going to love what I'm going to announce at the end of this episode with Rich. So hang on. We're going to get you some massive training, but I'll tell you how to get that at the end of this episode. So hang on for that. But before we get there, we're talking about you know COVID-19 and this really made the world sit up and pay attention to the virtual stage because we have no choice if we want to get our message across. It's not like the events are closed. You can't go out and speak from the stage in most places right now across the world. And that may not come back for months to come, Uh, maybe longer. We'll see what happens. I hope it comes back. I enjoy the live conferences, but I've seen that the virtual stage and other things like virtual networking as an example has become a really powerful tool for business owners. Mm -hmm. So a question for you today would be, how do you see the virtual stage continuing to impact speakers and business people like us after these restrictions on COVID, you know, stay at home orders are released? What's the lasting impact? Lasting impact is going to be that brick and mortar is going to shrink even faster, Steve. The corporate office, you might go in the office for two days a week. Just to have think tank time, just to have that social connection time to make sure you and your network team are on the same page, whatever you're doing. But most of the time, we're now going virtual. And for companies trying to reboot, because economically, we're shattered right now. Economically, we can stay at home, not pay the heat, not pay those other bills, utilities, not to worry about the distancing thing, which right now many people are trying to figure out how to be back in your cubicle, have a room empty but still have an economic impact financially sound, it's not going to work out. So right now, virtual is here to stay. You can do more virtually too, because you can click, Zoom, download. You can share so instantaneously. You can get 100 people on a Zoom call on the basic free platform. You can put 100 people, Steve, together. You can do breakout sessions. You can have a live group think, break into a breakout session, have small group discussions, bring them back together. You can do so much now virtually. There's no airlines. There's no hotels. There's no food catering. Everyone's eating at home. So this is changing everything so rapidly right now. And in fact, let me give you an example. The NFL draft, one of the biggest galas in all of sports. People love the NFL draft. 
They were worried that people would not tune in. Everyone put their laptops, their cameras, their phones up in front of their homes. When Steve such and such was going to get drafted, they notified you're on the board. Dallas is looking at you. They went live to the living room. The families are there. The kids are there. The dogs barking in the background. The commentators were in one corner. They ran reels of highlights as they were on the clock. They made the announcement that Steve got taken by the Pittsburgh Steelers and not the Dallas Cowboys. And you saw the living room erupt. And the ratings went through the roofs. And ESPN and the NFL Network are now saying out loud, we created a new monster. The human engagement, the element of being in your home changed this in such a way we never thought. We may have to always have a virtual element in the NFL draft now. That's a game changer. Yeah, so but broadcast, great way. everyone's getting involved now, everybody. And that's a game changer in a, in a way that's very positive because if you can engage an audience where they're interacting with you and not just a recipient of knowledge, but they're actually engaged and interactive, that's huge. Well, let me give you one more example here. So there's no big concerts going on right now. Concert venues are shut down. I've got three tickets right now that I'm waiting to go see Jeff Dunham. I was going to go see Kansas and Foreigner. They're off. If you watch Facebook, if you watch things, I've seen Tommy Shaw from Styx in his pajamas with his wife singing to a cat. You would never get inside Tommy Shaw's house. Never. They're doing virtual band shows. Boston is on five different screens, but they're all, all been plugged in and wiring, and they're doing a jam session, and people are clicking and watching them from their homes. We have opened up a whole new doorway to privacy of your favorite individuals. You would never get access to this, but now they're loving it. We're loving it. We have a whole new platform for music and entertainment that we never even knew about. See, creativity is one thing I'm talking to people a lot about. The creativity is going up and up and up. We have no idea where the creativity is going to end. So the more creative you are, the better your stage is going to be. Yeah, and here's just some speculation here, completely speculation. I have no idea, but it just seems to me that with all this interaction and it being virtual like that, that has to play a role in the adoption of VR technology, where you really seem to really be immersed with, you know, with the goggles and the earphones and, and the higher streaming bandwidth we're getting on the internet these days. That's going to grow too as a result of these interactions. And I think that companies that get in on the VR curve early probably going to be really well placed within the next few years, I would think. Oh, yeah. And the technology is already there. I've been to some churches where they have multiple weekend services and stuff. They'll videotape one or two of the early services. Literally, they'll drop the screen down after the band plays. And it's almost like a hologram. It is so clear, so sharp. It is virtual. You think it's 360, fully live, and the pastor's not there. <laughs> it's amazing, the technology we already have. And yes, Steve, it's going to go up and up and up. So what we're doing right now will feel much more, much more engaging within the next year, two years. That's awesome. It just seems to me that, that we just are blessed to live in this time. I mean, if, in 1918, folks had a pandemic. They're just stuck at home, period. There was nothing. Here we have so many opportunities to communicate and collaborate. Yes, it has had a physical impact. And yes, it has had a, an economic impact. But anytime you have change, you have opportunity. And I just want to point out to the folks who are listening to this interview right now, this is an opportunity for you to grow in a massive way. And that's exactly why I kind of bumped trigger up on this kid and says, I got to get him on here like right away, because this is such an important hot topic right now. I have like three months of interviews on a background and we're interviewing this 
I'm doing this interview the week before it's going to go live. That's how, how quick I'm getting this one out because I want you to hear this. And I promised you earlier something really exciting for you. Here's what it is. Trigger is actually coming on to the Solopreneur Success Connections community as a guest trainer. Now, by the time you hear this, I'll have already announced it to my existing members, but you're going to have time to jump on and get training direct from Trigger how to do the virtual stage. You're going to get not just the audio, you're going to see him live and know what he's doing. He's going to train you on how to set up your equipment, how to do what you need to do in order to make this a successful venture in your business and actually use the tools and the technologies and to grow by it. And I will have a page in the show notes. I don't even have it created yet when we're talking today, but there will be a page link in the show notes for today. So listen for that link at the end of this interview. I'll go come on after the, the music as I always do and give you the page link, but listen for that, click that link. And I'm going to give you free access to that training. I want you to get this because Trigger has been developing this technique of his and, and his world of virtual speaking for years. This is not something he just all of a sudden picked up because of, oh, oh no, COVID-19. He's been doing this for years now, and he has 30 years of broadcasting excellence experience. I want you to gain from his knowledge. So that's the big closing that loop I want to share with you. Now, I know Rich has something here also to share. And I keep calling it interchangeably Rich, Trigger, you know, his friends call them both. So Yeah, and let me tease on the tack on to the next time we're back together. So for your other group that we're going to be doing that uh, special coaching for, I will have a different gift for you. There will be Ooh. something else just for you for that group. So you talk about hooks. There it is. You know, not only is Steve putting this out there for you to plug in and do it for free and be a part of that. I love sharing. I actually love the virtual safe. I love the fact we get to do this around the globe. I've talked to people in India, in Germany. I've been with executives. Again, I could never get in their boardrooms, but I'm getting into them now. So yeah, I would love to share and be a part of that. And of course, today, if you want to reach out, rich at richbontrager.net, you can get that free ebook, How to Rock the Virtual Stage Guide. And it's all enhanced. It has links. Some of the things that Steve and I have talked about here already, they're in the book. And one of the new things, Steve, hashtags are brand new. There are no hashtags for the virtual stage market. I have created a whole page, whole page of new hashtags that we are now generating and creating. So as a creator, we talked about, we get to create this new hashtag, this new movement. I have a whole page to help get you started to get your business, get your career, to get it out there better and better by using those hashtags. So rich at richbontrigger.net, drop me a line. I will send it personally, absolutely free to you. Hey, that's awesome. Thank you so much for that. That's an awesome gift. And you got me excited because I didn't know you had another thing coming for the community. We're not even going to say what it is here today because I don't know what it is yet. But we're going to talk about that after we stop the recording because I, I want to hear what that is. So then we'll get that up on the site for our members. But, uh, I have a secret. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, you're going to want to get on this training. Like I said, it's going to be free for you. Even if you're not a member, I'm going to give you 30 days free in the membership. There's a whole lot more in there just for you. If you do nothing else but come on to Traeger's training, it's going to be worth your time. I believe you're going to want to stick around. But whether you do or not, that's totally up to you. I just want you to get the best possible support from me and from this show and from my guests. And this has been a, a terrific conversation today. Rich, thank you so much for joining me today. Anything else that we should share with our audience before that live training that we should maybe tell them on this podcast? Yeah, no, really, Steve, thanks for having me on. Again, the timing is crucial right now because people are scrambling. A lot of people's calendars have died. The real stage has died. My calendar has blown up. <laughs> which is really exciting that I get to do this and equip and coach people in a whole new way. So my final thought is 
Get out there and try, everybody. Do not be afraid. The virtual stage is one of the most exciting, new, cutting-edge things. And whatever your message is, you do not need to change your message. You do not need to change what you do on the live stage. You just need to adapt it for the virtual stage. So if you're a personality coach, if you're a leadership coach, if you're a school teacher, schools have to learn all about this right now, Steve. So no matter what industry you are in, step up, reach out to me if you want, reach out to Steve, but get some help and don't be afraid to go after this because this is not going away. The virtual stage is here to stay. And even if you do speak publicly like I do and like Steve does, there will always be a virtual element now put into every conventional. I'm talking to event planners right now. The big stage will be there, but the virtual stage will always be a new element. So embrace it, love it, and go rock the stage. Fantastic. Thank you, Rich, for joining us today. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Solopreneur Success Podcast. We hope you discovered valuable advice on how to start and grow your own successful solopreneur business. If you liked the podcast, you'll love the all-new Solopreneur Success Connections community at solopreneurcoach.com. Here you'll get exclusive access to our private, members-only community of business builders, free business building resources, and live online monthly training designed to accelerate your business success. Join us now at solopreneurcoach.com. Hey, Solopreneurs, it's Steve Combs again. You can find all the show notes, including how to get Trigger's free book and virtual hashtags list at solopreneurcoach.com forward slash 022. And if you've been hanging around to hear the big announcement, here it is. I've just doubled the number of monthly live training sessions for my Solopreneur Success Connections community, which means when you join us today, you get two powerful expert-led training sessions every single month along with our virtual networking sessions, our members-only mastermind group, and many other benefits. First up this month is Matt Ward. By the time Matt sold his hugely successful web agency in 2018, he had perfected the art of getting word-of-mouth referrals, not having to advertise or market at all the last four years he ran his agency. Now he delivers keynotes and workshops to sold-out rooms around the world. Guess what? Next week, he's teaching you his best secrets on building a business based on word-of-mouth referrals, lifelong customers, and raving fans. And you get it free as a Solopreneur Success Connections member. That session will be next Tuesday, May 19th. And for our bonus training session this month, Trigger, who you just heard on this podcast, will be joining our community to not only tell us, but show us how to rock the virtual stage. Now, you just heard him but you can watch him live as he teaches our community on May 26th. Again, it's free for members, and here's one more freebie for you. When you go to my website, solopreneurcoach.com, and visit the community page to sign up as a member, just use discount code SS30FREE to get in free for 30 days. That's SS, the numbers, 30FREE, F-R-E-E. That means you'll get a free ticket to Matt and Traeger's training sessions. You'll get immediate access to all the past training session recordings we already have, free admission to our members-only virtual networking, all the other benefits, all for a full month, absolutely free. It's just my gift of thanking you for being a listener today. I truly appreciate you listening. You mean the world to me being here, and I appreciate that. So remember to visit the show notes page. Again, that's solopreneurcoach.com forward slash 022. 
to get those free resources from Trigger. And be sure to join our community now so you can attend the live trainings for free too. All right, that's it for now. Talk to you next week.